spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. I am a product of an era when... Well, my parents, their concerns about me, my brother growing up, binge drinking, drunk driving, driving to Jersey and driving back because the drinking age was 18 in Jersey. It was 21 in Pennsylvania. Teen pregnancy, smoking, both cigarettes and weed. Are those the top concerns for parents today? I don't think so. Top concerns for parents today are anxiety, depression. Mood disorder, self-harm, among other things. Matt Richtel. Matt Richtel has just published, I think, and I'll ask him in a moment, what is the first of what will be a series on the mental health crisis. Matt Richtel is a best-selling author and Pulitzer Prize winning reporter for The New York Times. He's based in San Francisco. He spent more than a year interviewing adolescents and their families for this series about the mental health crisis. In my newsletter today, posted at Smirconish.com, you can find what I'm making reference to. He is also the author of a brand new book, Inspired, Understanding, Creativity, just came out last week. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for being here. What drew you to the mental health crisis? And talk to me about your approach, how you invested so much time and interviewed so many people. Well, Michael, you... (laughs) My approach, my my the whole impetus for this, the whole reason, stems from the thing you opened with. So, just uh, at the risk of of, um, of of outing your age, how old are you? Sixty. Okay, I'm fifty-five. When we were adolescents, public health worried about exactly what you said. Binge drinking, drunk driving, injury and death, cigarettes, teen pregnancy. What interested me to begin with wasn't exactly that mental health disorders have risen among adolescents. We sort of knew that. I was sitting in my office exploring that idea more than a year ago, and I looked at two charts. One said anxiety, depression, suicide, self-harm, exploding 
The other said all the stuff we used to worry about going down. And I was like, wait a minute. This isn't just about mental health. This is about a wholesale change in the risks adolescents face. That's what got me interested. Are we over-diagnosing some of these things? Are we over-prescribing? Or, I mean, I read the data, and I always think of the kid with the peanut allergy. Like, where was he when I was growing up? I guess he was among us, and we just didn't know it. That's a terrible thing. Thank God today we know, and we can protect him or her and, and avoid a catastrophic situation. But I have the same kind of question about anxiety and depression. Was it there, but we didn't know it, or was it not there? It was, it was one of the very first questions I asked, because if you're going to do really responsible journalism on this level, you have to begin with the basic facts. What is actually going on? And the question you ask is in part hard to answer because we weren't tracking it the same way, and the language wasn't the same. Do you ever remember anybody even asking about anxiety when we were no, kids? definitely not. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the vernacular. But, but by contrast, what you can know, so some of that stuff you can't know, Exactly, because the language has changed, but some stuff is beyond the pale true. Suicides, which were stable from 2000 to 2007 among 10- to 24-year-olds, and I believe, and I'd have to check my own data but because uh, it's not in front of me, but I think up 60%, 57% since. Emergency room visits for self-harm and suicidal ideation – those, let's just leave out suicidal ideation for a second, because that also could be in part an artifact of where we are linguistically. But you can't deny the self-harm emergency room visits. And finally, Michael, you can't, the, the, the people who really parse this data, the real experts in all of this, will point out that if you parse the historic data, you will find that yes, anxiety and depression by objective measures are moving down in age. So, so you, can, you can actively say, accurately say, this phenomenon is not just a construct of failing to have seen it before. Scott Galloway is a professor at NYU Stern School of Business, and I, I think he's very bright and I respect him. And he told me and wrote his own book, he told me that uh, the pandemic is often an accelerant. It's not so much a game changer. It just throws gasoline on a fire that was already simmering. And I think this is a, going to be another example of the sort of thing he talks about, because your data suggests this was already a move afoot, but that COVID made it a hell of a lot worse. Am I right? And can I explain why that is? Um, that is because Let's go back to first principles on this. We saw a shift in adolescent in risk to adolescents. What that meant was or suggested that there was some big change in the environment that was shifting how adolescents were facing risk. And in point of fact, it's true. Lifestyle changed radically. You and I ran around outside, we congregated for our friends with our friends. Do you remember, remember going to a woodsy? Of course. 
Did that word yeah. exist? I, I walked in Colorado in, I, where I, I grew walked up, in the location of my woodsy. You would have no way of knowing this. I walked in the location of my woodsy this weekend and I put it on social media and I said, these are the woods where we used to hang out. Right. So that's a place where, I mean, I'm not making light of it ever. That's what young people did. There were latchkey kids. There were, there were busy parents. There was less helicoptering. Uh, and, and that was where you played spin the bottle and everything that followed and drank from the keg. And I'm not calling any of that good, but the lifestyle changes that came after where people were on, inside more, on their devices more, parents were more concerned about stuff they heard about in the media. Would my kid get kidnapped? Almost certainly not, but it created a level of fear. All of that was intensified by the pandemic. And so the circumstances that led to big lifestyle changes that we're talking about underlying this were amplified over the last two years. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. How much of this does the data suggest is attributable to technology and social media in particular? They have been wrongly singled out or uniquely identified as responsible. And it, the data will show, the science will show, conflicting results if you look at the role of social media specifically in this. Then we have to get a little more complicated. And will you grant me a one-minute uh, uh, long-winded response Sure. Um, in, to explain? Here, here's, here's the deal. Technology often gets simplified as social media. What, what really we're talking about here is a collision 
between an overwhelming amount of information and an adolescent brain. And I've got to pick that apart for a second. Here's the science. Puberty is falling to earlier um, years in people's lives. It was the age 14 for girls. They hit puberty at 14 in 1900. They hit it at 12 now. Boys follow a similar path. Why does that matter and why does it matter now? When puberty hits, it prompts a, a huge awareness of social and hierarchical information. Of course it does. You are trying to figure out who you are and where you fit into society. At the same time, when puberty rates fall, it doesn't mean that the rest of the brain is um, developing earlier. So the parts of the brain that make sense of all that social information, the executive control, the prefrontal cortex, they're developing at the same rate they always did. What does it mean? When you're swamped with information, you have trouble making sense of it. So here technology and the onslaught of competitive information, whether it's social media, grades that you can find out about online, competitive athletic information, go down the list. It's going to hit some kids very, very hard. I accept all of that, except I, I would add that Jean Twangy wrote this book that really impacted me called iGen. She's the uh, uh, San Diego Yes, I know it well, yes. And when she looked at the data and she said, wow, there was like a, a switch that got thrown here. And then she said, and I forget which year it was, it may have been 2008, when we reached a milestone of more than 50% walking around with a smartphone. And she talked in terms of correlation, but it was hard not to look at the information and say, my God, it has to be causally connected that as soon as all of these kids were dialed in, they went behind closed doors. They were no longer at the woodsy. They were now trying to create the fiction that they had been there and had a hell of a good time. Well, so I'm very familiar with that work. It is very it is it is both well regarded for its for its the way it's ask the questions, and very controversial in science circles because of the correlation that you mentioned. And yes, these things happened around the same time, but what the mechanism is, is very tricky. And I would point out one more thing that her research says explicitly, and I think it's quite material and maybe more, something more we can hold on to, which is what technology displaced? Youth are sleeping less, they're exercising less, and they're spending less time in person. Those are all known to be healthful in the development of the brain. The reason I point that out, Michael, is that's a little bit different of a mechanism than saying staring at the screen in and of itself is monkeying with your brain. Am, am I making sense in that distinction? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, there's a way to read the data and to be heartened by it. I'm a parent of four. I'm not heartened by the fact that they're having less sex, drinking less, and smoking less. Frankly, they'd be better off smoking weed, having sex, and, and, and tapping a few kegs. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that, that this gets incredibly tricky to acknowledge as a society— it gets very tricky to draw the lines and figure out or even own the fact that some stuff is going to go wrong with adolescents because they're experimenting 
And how do we embrace the idea that during their identity-seeking period, we are going to allow for mistakes? We have gotten very, um, in, a, in a hyper-competitive society, we've become very intolerant of adolescent mistakes, bad grades, something that winds up on your record. We live in it. We have our kids under a certain kind of surveillance. You may be right, but we have, we have not come to terms with the idea that mistakes are part of the deal. I want everybody to read this for themselves. I don't want to give it all away for free. T- tell me before you leave. So it's a series, right? This is not a one and done. What's coming? What's coming is um, I pulled some punches early on because you asked some, such good questions that were going to stories yet to come, um, and I didn't want to I didn't want to give it all away. But um, in part because there there's some heavy duty investigative journalism coming, maybe the hardest hitting pieces that will show some of the breakdowns in society that are failing to keep up with adolescent risk, and I I really don't want to give it all away because, um, uh, well, because that's what we do. But, okay. um, but stories along the lines of the level of investment, meaning 18 months, that will marry narrative of these youth and the failings of society that, we, that arguably need to be corrected if we're going to address this issue. Well, I am all in. And I keep waiting, and I've said this long before Matt Richtel started writing this series for the Times, I keep waiting for politicians to recognize this is where it's at for parents, for grandparents. Every, everybody's a degree of separation away from this. That's what I wanted to say. Hey, Matt, your book is called Inspired, Understanding Creativity. I hope you'll come back and we'll, we'll talk more about this very important subject, and I congratulate you for writing it. Well, I'm grateful you had me on, and uh, you're, you're, you're clearly so well-read on this subject. It's a pleasure to speak with you about it. Thanks for that. Matt Richtel is a best-selling author. He's a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter for The New York Times. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. One other detail that jumped off the page at me from his reporting. Listen to this. Recent research found that wealth, education, and opportunity do not shield black families from mental health issues to the same degree they do for white families. From 1991 to 2017, suicide attempts by black adolescents rose 73% compared with an 18% rise among white adolescents. The overall suicide rate remains higher among white adolescents. The suicide rate leaped particularly for black girls up 6.6% per year on average from 2003 to 2017. So it's hitting everybody, but it's got a real disparate impact. And folks of color, children, adolescents, I should say, of color, are really bearing the brunt of whatever it is that's out there that is driving this. So please read what he wrote, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, there's a lot more coming. I feel like we really just got a, real, a, a very good insight into a very important subject. And, and you, I know TC was snickering when I said, I want them having more sex and drinking more beer and, and smoking more cigarettes. <laughs> but when faced with the anxiety, I knew what the, you meant. You know, I'd yep. much rather have that. Oh, no, I, totally, I, I did know what you meant. It sounds counterintuitive, but when you're, you take it as part of the whole conversation, it absolutely makes sense. And the only silver lining I can see in all of this is that they'll, um, they'll be more talk about it. Hi, Dawn. Quickly, what did you most want to say? As quickly as possible. I hate labels, but they need to label people to get insurance to pay for the, the adolescents who are showing up in the ERs. People are coming to the ERs. It's a double-edged sword, the whole thing. People are coming to the ERs because shame has been lifted of getting help and more knowledge. Yes, explosion with the Internet. We're all becoming more and more aware. So that's the benefit of the technology. Also, all adolescents want to rebel, which is normal. So suicide, most parents are against that. So it's like it, they glorify some of that with the media. They're being overdiagnosed, overprescribed, um, and stop. I'm a clinical social worker, and I just it's unfortunate that the adolescents are You're- and I don't think. And I do believe that there is something significant. You know what? I just thank you. I, I just wasn't hearing so many of the things you were saying. Those that you did say, I agreed with. Larry, quickly in Austin, you most wanted to say what? Intergenerational trauma. The things that happened to previous generations and black families have an impact on their mental health now. Well, I'm sure that's the case. Uh, I just think that the data yeah, it, it, that that points to how black adolescents this is impacting everybody but black adolescents in particular are really facing uh, a severe crisis read the piece 
Read the piece. It's in my social media. It was in today's newsletter at smirconish.com. Right now, it is posted at my website. It is really important. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.